Oh, snap. Is this mic on? It is. Yo, welcome to episode three of the BMM podcast, Black Meta Mafia, episode three. I am one third of your lovely host. Some call me Dez. Again, if it's your first if it's your first time listening, some of you may know me from my gaming channel, Olympus Gaming TV. Some of you may know me over on Twitch for my live streaming endeavors. Or some of you may know me just for being a socialite in these Houston streets. So <laughs> some of you may have seen me out and about or whatever the case is. But um, yeah, so call me Dez. And uh, I got my lovely co-host here. David, what's going on? Hey, yo, what's up, y'all? It's Devour Acid, a.k.a. D-Weezy, you know what I'm saying? The enforcer of BM- BMM, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We out here today, um, and unfortunately, you know, our our third co-host, man, he's not here today. You know, he's out sick, but we're still going to hold it down. Yeah, yeah, Brandon, he's out sick. He sent us a text, uh, what was it, yesterday? He said he wasn't going to make it in because he, uh, he felt a little under the weather, so it's okay. We're still going to clap it up for him, and... You know, Brandon, I know you're going to be listening to it, so, you know, we're still, we're still here repping, you know. Uh, so, of course, the first segment that we always do on the show is the mental health check and what we've been up to this week. So, David, what you been up to this week? Man, I had to go to counseling. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? I, man, I've been going through some shit, you know what I'm saying? I had to really do some introspection because I've been on some bullshit, man. Okay. I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, sometimes you really got to check yourself, pull your own coat, and really kind of, like, come to a space where you're like okay you know what i'm i'm too old to be bullshitting man i gotta really just yeah. you know just keep shit popping and and be about yours right so so yeah but otherwise than that, i'm doing good okay um you know still working out still you know doing the nine to five thing you know i'm be moving soon so that's gonna be a big change yeah, right yeah, so that's gonna be dope um so we're still gonna be doing the podcast so yep we gonna make it do what it do yeah, um, it's very so very similar. Like you said, um, you had to go through counseling, and we'll talk about that off air. But um, just like what Brandon said last week, sometimes self reflection. Because I think he also said something similar last episode where he said he had to kind of look in the mirror and kind of you know self reflect and things like that. And you know, the first step to recovery, I guess, with anything, whether it's mentally or whatever, is just admitting that you have an issue. So that's always a, that's always a plus. So clap it up to you for taking some steps. To uh, make sure that you get the help that you need And you know BMM and you got fan bases here to support that So um, I guess with me this week has just been a typical week um, You know work 9 to 5 You know being out and about uh, Me and Brandon we actually went to Lost and Found Houston If you guys are not familiar with Lost and Found They are a very trendy popular uh, I, I think they are black owned uh, Spot down in Midtown Houston Dave I, th- I think you saw the pictures on Instagram I saw yeah. you saw my story and yeah, all that I saw that story yeah but yeah, we uh we went out there this weekend, and I will tell you if you ever go to one of these spots, whether it's Turkey Leg Hut, um, Lost and Found, any spot that has a lot of traffic, always make sure if possible to get reservations. I cannot stress that enough. I tell you, the look on those people face when we walk straight in, didn't have to wait in yeah, line. They probably it was be hating. They were like, "Who is these cats?" Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we so we pay about two fifty for that reservation. But the cool thing is that that two fifty will go towards your food. So that is like a two fifty deposit. For you to secure your seat, skip the line, and all that, and it goes towards your food, which we did exceed that. I mean, I think our final bill was like three seventy seven with drinks and all that, so we paid oh, the man, difference. That's not too bad. Man. No, it's not bad at all. And if you're gonna go with a party of you know three or more, it's definitely worth it. But man, the look on them people face when we just walk straight in, the line was like wrapped around down the street. I'm just like, fam, I'm not, I, I'm bougie. I'm not waiting in no lines. I can't do it. I cannot do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that's what we did on the weekend. And as far as like the week, I've been working on a couple of videos. Um, I'll I'll talk more about that on the gaming side on my gaming channel. So if you're interested in gaming content reviews, um, go to my 
gaming channel. I'm not going to talk about that here. Check but yeah. it out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we jump into the topics, man, I want to give a huge shout out to uh, Screwston Juices. Hopefully I said that right. My man, Jay, I know he's going to be listening to this, but man, I brought in uh, a goodie bag full of the juices. I actually hit my man, Jay, and said, yo, I need some juices for the show. And he came through. Now, this is not sponsored. I actually pay for these out of pocket and support my mans. You know, I always like to support local black owned businesses, even if it's not black owned. Any dope business, whether it's food and beverage, whatever. If you have a dope business, man, let me know. I'll support it. If I, I'll rock with it. You know, I don't, I don't mind dropping on some paper for some, some, uh, for some some dope products. So yeah, so here I brought some juices in. So to let David try. I wish Brandon was here because I brought the lemonade for him because I know he's a big lemonade guy. But um, yeah, man, these look pretty good. So I'm about to, you know, what I'm saying, I'm make it. Yeah, go ahead, do what you do, man. What, what flavor? What, what flavor you got over there? Uh, I got the saucy strawberry lemonade. So I'm about to see what this. Okay, what that's this that's the one you rocking with. Yeah, man. I think for I'm tonight with. I'm going to rock with the pressure punch. What I like about this, if you look at that ingredients list, it's only like six ingredients. That's right. On here, bro. So when you go to the grocery store, like a lot of these juices, they have like high fructose just corn syrup they have a bunch of just preservatives and just and granted these juices probably stay on the shelf for a very they're meant to have a long shelf life yeah. but what i like about this is all natural he makes the juice himself make sure you shake that good too oh damn this yeah bro this is it right here that's something you can give your kids like i i really rock with them so jay man if you listen to it you got a good product on your hands um bmm we're fans definitely gonna be rocking with this I, I'm gonna need a caseload of this eventually. Yeah, but. man. And follow them on Instagram, man. So the yeah, Scrooge yeah. Squeeze, Squeeze juices. So please check that out because it's delicious. Yeah, I'm gonna leave all their information down in the show notes. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, whatever platform you're on, you're gonna see down in the show notes um, the link in the Instagram because he has a website. He has a um, where you can order the product. He also has an Instagram where he promotes and stuff like that. But yeah, Scrooge and juices. What you got? That's the what flavor you rocking with? That yeah, that's, that's the that saucy strawberry lemonade, and it's it's. It's very good, man. You, you, you want to try some other flavor? You got the Island Punch right here. Oh, I guess man, the mystery. Me, yeah, there you go. Let me see this mystery flavor. There you oh, go. That's okay, the blue one. Okay. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're. yeah. There you go. And I, you had a pressure punch one too. Okay. Okay. I'm. Uh huh. I'm not sure what the mystery <laughs> flavor is, but it's it's. I good. think on the website he says like an Island Punch. I guess. Yeah, it's like. I mean, it tastes a little bit of like almost like a tropical type taste, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's going for. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, get, that yeah, yo, get, that, get that pressure punch. Yeah, I got to try this one, too. That's my favorite. Make sure you shake it and all that. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. It's pressure punch. So far, I haven't tried all the flavors because the brother stays sold out of certain flavors. So, No, okay. This is the one right yeah, here. I'm about to say, that's my favorite one right this, there. This is the one right here. <laughs> that's my bro. favorite one right there. Okay. I mean, I like that saucy strawberry, but this, this pressure punch, though. Yes, sir. It packs a punch, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, Shout out to Jay, man. Out. Shout out to Jay. Shit, I'm gonna have to try to get that brother on the show. We have to make oh, interview yeah, him. Oh yeah, no, definitely, bro. Because I'm like, man, I got some questions about this mystery flavor. Right yeah, here. man, you can get that to your kids. All natural ingredients, like you said, there's only six ingredients in it. Yeah, um, it's, it's, and it's only 118 calories. Right? Not bad at all. I mean, it's like, literally yeah. um, looking at the pressure punch: uh, fresh lemon juice, uh, cane sugar, purified water, natural flavors. Man, get it out the mud, as you like to say. But yo, I'm rocking with it. So Jay, if you're listening to it, man, shout out to you. Shout out to your business. Good luck to you and all your endeavors. We rocking with it. Definitely going to be a repeat customer. All right. Well, um, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into this week's topics. As you guys know, if you've been under a rock, the Batman, 
That has been nope. the talk of the streets. Everybody's talking about this damn movie. I went to go see it Tuesday because uh, I knew we were going to talk about it on the podcast. So I said, you know, let me go ahead and watch this movie and kind of see what all the hype is about. David, I think you said you saw it twice, right? Saw it twice. And um, <laughs> on the second time, I'm glad I watched it again because, again, bro, that movie so dark and not just tonally. It was literally some parts where I was like, bro, what the hell is happening? So how did you How did you watch? Did you watch it in IMAX? Did you do um, So I did. So I did the first time. It was standard. Okay. Um. Now, again, I only... Like from from that point on, I was like probably like halfway, and it's a three hour movie, so even oh, like halfway was, was still pretty long. You know, yeah. that's one of my complaints was like it was definitely a lot of fat yeah. on that roast right there, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I would yeah. definitely cut off a lot more. Yeah. Um. But but when I watched it at Cinemark, I watched it in their little like so they have the RPX, which is I guess their ver- like their version of IMAX kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, it was definitely worth it. Um, like worth the extra five dollars. Um, man, that movie I just have so much to say about it. Um, but really, uh, like, shout out to the whole production: Matt Reeves, Robert yeah. Patterson, Zoe, bro, yeah. Zoe Kravitz, Ooh. Colin Farrell, Ooh. Paul Dano. Man, Paul Dano just and like the crazy thing about Paul Dano's uh, performance is a lot of the time he's underneath a mask, mm-hmm. but his performance really broke through. Like, bro, there was like one part in the movie where his eyes are just moving, and just that part mm-hmm. was almost like very like menacing. Like, oh yeah. damn. Like, you know, so. yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess I should say this: if you if you haven't seen the movie, um, we may talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet and you you're, you're planning on it and you don't want to be spoiled, skip past this part. Yeah, skip past it. Like always, I'm going to put the timestamps below so you guys can kind of skip around and you know whatever topics you're interested in. But we are going to kind of talk about movies that may contain spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled by the Batman, if you haven't seen it yet, you know. Skip this part, but if you don't care about that type of thing and you want to hear us anyway, then stay stay around. But yeah, man, come check us out. But um, I don't know, man. The Batman. I'm gonna say this: if you're going to go see the Batman, do not go into the theater expecting a bunch of action. It's there. It's there, but, but it's but not it's, the focus. Is no, definitely no. This is really um. It's really like a throwback to like the 1940s like noir films, right? It's like more of a detective film. It's definitely yeah. a detective film, even though <laughs> um, people were people were laughing because like it's some parts in the movie where it's like he just kind of overlooks a lot of things, but I think it plays into his character, right? Where he's like he's Batman, but he's kind of like a proto Batman. He's so, not like the calm Batman. This is like the young. I want to say, a, you know, I'm gonna beat the crap out of you. If type we're Batman. going by like. Because Falcone is still alive, so I'm, I'm assuming this takes place yeah, like so, year no, one, yeah, long it's his, Halloween. It's his second year has been as a Batman. Okay, so like that's something that they established. Like I mean, even in the narration, which I was surprised. Like you know, that's one thing in the trailers they didn't show was him narrating the movie, mm-hmm. right? And that also adds to the whole detective noir style. You know, he's talking about okay, hey, you know, I'm basically hey, I'm in these streets. They're running scared, but things are getting worse. I'm out here. I'm trying to save the city, and the city is literally plummeting more and more into chaos. I right? will say, as far as like the look of Gotham, I really liked how this movie looked. As far as the Bro, cinematography, yeah, the, the cinematography the it was yeah, definitely it was really good. And, and also, what was so crazy to me when I was watching that movie, it was so many things that kept pushing me back to the Joker film, the 2019 yeah. Joker film. Yeah, yeah. And it was almost like, damn, like, is this really like a stealth sequel to I, that movie? I thought that too, like the opening scene where you have like all the clown guys on the train. Yeah. And, you know, they was mugging the the older Asian gentleman. I thought, well, is this tying into the end of the Joker? That's I don't, it, did they say these movies were going to be connected? Not at all. So basically, um, Warner Brothers did say that, hey, in, in addition to the DCEU, we are doing standalone films. So, um, but Walter Hamada, I guess like one of the heads of the Warner Brothers film, 
He said that uh, basically this Batman takes place on what they're de- what they're deeming Earth Two, right? Oh, so, so alternate universe. So it's okay. like a self contained, like you know, like um, bat like realistic gritty Batman universe, right? Okay. So okay. so don't look for like Superman and the Justice League to show up anytime soon. That's probably not going to happen. Um, but but what was funny though has I has I was watching this movie and I mean it's a little segue. Um, knowing that the Flash is coming out, right? Just thinking oh, yeah, like the yeah, Flash yeah, yeah. is this multiverse yeah. movie. Would that would that would the Batman play into that a little bit, right? Probably. Um, I don't know. I mean, possibly. Um, yeah, but I just thought that was interesting, and so it's just like I really like these DC movies where they're almost like like they take place close to the real world. I mean, of course, in this movie, yeah. right? I mean, there's there's like, there is a guy with a damn bat suit. Uh, flying around, he has yeah, a damn yeah. wingsuit and a parachute. And like, what was funny about this movie was like there were there were some small moments where there was like brevity, right? There was like some humorous parts. Like, yeah. there's this one part where he jumps off of this building, and he's he has a wingsuit. He's flying, and literally he crashes, and yeah. it's almost like like when he crashes, it's almost like that cartoon sound effect where it's like <laughs> boom, right? And it was just like. That look, he's limping off like damn. Yeah, what I happened? mean, I think it's safe to say that Batman is now officially the face of DC. I mean, Definitely. when you think of all the media Batman has, from you know the comics, the video games, the the the, the cartoon series. I mean, I mean, he's like what seven cartoon series? Or seven like cartoon that? series, and I think. Not only that, this year alone, we have like three or four different Batman properties coming out. So Lego Batman, the spinoffs. I the mean, spin-offs. so much. So, yeah, um, yeah. like you know, like they're doing the DC. Uh, Justice League Pets movie where Keanu Reeves is Batman. I, I saw the trailer for it during the Batman. Yeah, I think I, I don't think that's something I'm going to go to theaters to watch. But then again, I did watch Teen Titans Go the movie in theaters, and that movie is hilarious. Yeah, that yeah, movie it was is funny, as, funny hell. as hell. Um, but uh, yeah, Batman. I'm kind of running to like, do we really need another? I mean, well, I feel like this one was a little bit different. This one yeah. was like, this is definitely not your kids' bat. Like, no, yeah, look, don't I took my to son. Don't, don't, no, do it. I took my son, and it was almost a mistake. <laughs> oh no, dad! Oh my god! Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of parents asking, like, can I take my kid? To this see is this? not. No, this no. is not even like even like the Dark Knight, which which to me is still not what I consider kid friendly Batman. This is a lot worse than that. This is this yeah. is damn near um what I would say take seven and Zodiac and Batman and that is the Batman right there. Yeah. What did you think about uh, Robert Patterson as Bruce? I Wayne think Robert Batman? Patterson knocked it out the park as Batman. I mean I, I liked him as Batman. I did not like him as a Bruce Wayne. I think see, and it's like at first I thought that, but I'm but upon the second showing, I was like, Okay, this they're doing something different with this Bruce yeah. Wayne is what I felt like. Yeah, and I have to keep that know, in mind too. Like it's supposed to be he's, an alternate he's, version. Yeah, and, and I feel like he's a younger Bruce Wayne and like See the whole time you're watching this movie, like you start to see like a shift where it's like towards the end, where you can kind of see okay, he's gonna be like in the second movie, he's gonna be really potentially a whole complete different person, not just has Batman, has Bruce Wayne as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's something that they're setting up, right? But but yeah, but there, it's just so many things with that Bruce Wayne character that I just did, did not like. So like him, like his relationship with Alfred was not a good relationship. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird for me too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really care for that too much. It, like he was kind of like, "You're not my dad." Like, l- like every interaction with Alfred was like, "You're not my dad." Now I may have missed this, but that scene where Alfred got the letter from the Riddler and it exploded—did he die or was he no? Just he didn't die. Okay, so, okay. so he actually does go visit him in the hospital. I remember that. Um, some I, people I just, missed that because what happened, bro? That movie is so long; you literally have to go to the bathroom, and, <laughs> and you're gonna miss something. This is a movie that <laughs> no, when it comes out that's on digital and Blu-ray, 
I have to buy it because I'm. I'll, I'll be able to pause it. Okay, bro, that was, is literally a notebook movie. Where it was right so down. funny because it, it's funny that you say that because when I went to go see it on Tuesday, it was still a pretty for a Tuesday. It was a pretty packed theater still. Yeah. This guy next to me, he was like, "Hey, I gotta go run to the restroom. When I come back, can you kind of fill me yeah, in on what happened?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, I got you, bro. yeah, bro, because like, like it's crazy because again, like you would leave and then something would happen and then you're like, "Damn, what did I miss?" Because because even that look, like the movie has like a lot of like little details. Whereas like they don't tell you something, right? Yeah. And I like that kind of storytelling. So okay, so for instance, my favorite thing about this movie is they did not replay the origin story. I, I like that too. I, I like that, that a lot. I don't, need to, I don't need to see Martha's pearls fall on the ground. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to don't see, see all that anymore. Like I don't need to see the whole. <laughs> oh, you want to go see Zorro, and then yeah, like let's go down Crime Alley. Like what I did like though, I liked when they showed when the Riddler killed that kid that. Because when I first saw, I thought I thought that was going to be the origin story when they showed the opening scene with the kid playing with the sword. Yeah, and, uh, you know what? I did think that too. I was like, "Oh crap, is this?" But I was a whole supposed to be kid. the wings. Yeah. yeah, no, it was a whole different family. Um, um, but yeah, I like the fact that they showed like how Bruce, like he did that long stare at the kid because that reminded, reminded him, of him, him of yeah. him. Yeah, and that's all you need to see. Like, look, like during that like scene. That. Like, I mean, some people were like laughing, like, oh man, like he's being kind of creepy towards this kid. But I mean, but again, it's just that glance where he's like, yeah. oh yeah, I've been there. Yep. Like, yeah, like, I know what this pain feels like. And again, so it's a subtle way to tell the story without having to beat people over the head with Thomas and Martha Wayne. I mean, even though they do play like somewhat of a role in this movie, right? Um, and again, like, man, like this whole movie, like watching this movie and like understanding that this is a mystery movie, right? Mm -hmm. So how you said it, it's not action packed. It didn't need to be action packed because really, if you think about it, the Riddler was the one who was kind of really pushing the, the story forward the entire time, right? He's setting these, these events in motion. And in a sense too, it's almost like I was thinking, man, like this is the real vigilante right here. He's like, yeah, I mean, he's not doing it the right way. He's killing people, but really Batman is literally just a step over from, from that, right? From, brutally hurting somebody and like throughout the whole movie like he literally is so close to killing somebody right in like two three parts of the movie like mm -hmm. and then that big scene right mm -hmm. the big car chase scene which was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie <laughs> the one where he was chasing penguin right? yeah where he's yeah. chasing the penguin <laughs> bro i know at least 30 40 people if they did not die they at least got brutally yeah, injured man, that's, that's bro. Wild. i mean it's not as bad as like man of steel oh Love yeah no death, definitely but. not no nah, no nah, nah, definitely not bad as man of steel but like there's trucks being turned over, crashing, um, a fuel tanker explodes. I mean, like yeah, the whole shebang. I got to give a clap up. I, I got, yo, I got to give mad props to Zoe Kravis as, as Selena Kyle Catwoman. She bodied Holly Berry. I mean, that, this is my Catwoman right here. Zoe Kravis, oh my God. Not only did she look the part, I loved her delivery of a, yo, Zoe Kravis killed this. She, to me, she was the standout in this movie. And I'm not just saying that because, oh, she's attractive. No, 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 no. I think her, as far as her acting here, besides high fidelity, this is probably the best. Then again, I don't know a lot of things she's been in. But I did watch High Fidelity on, on Hulu when I was running. And I liked her in this. But this right here, the Batman... I, I loved her as uh, Selena Kyle. Uh, what did you think of Zoe's uh, performance? Oh, it, it was wonderful. It was great. Uh, um, her I like how wig. Ooh. I like how different <laughs> this Selena Kyle was from the previous ones that we've yeah, seen. Yeah. Um, and I also like the fact that again, too, this is such a young world yet, right? Where these characters are still coming into their roles, so they never call her Catwoman at all no, throughout this movie. I mean, Selena, it's little like yeah. subtle hints, right? Like with the cat ears on her like burglar mask and stuff yeah. like that. 
But like she hasn't evolved into the cat woman yet. Right. And plus you see like all the like the cats in her place and Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a uh, lot of like heavy foreshadowing towards that. Um I mean another great thing she she did a great job with this role. Was like, like I mean, but the chemistry between her and Robert, Robert yeah. and Robert Patterson was really yeah, awesome, was right? Where was it was dope. like believable. Um and then even like the conflict that they got into with each other was great. Yeah. Um yeah, man. I mean, and then it's just like again, like the movie sets up so many things. Where like basically they're saying, hey, look, next like in the next two summers, okay, the Batman two is coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, also mm-hmm. too, they're also setting up things with the HBO Max series. So I saw that. Didn't didn't isn't Selena and Penguin getting spinoff series? So not so much Selena. Um, the Penguin is getting his own uh, spinoff series. However, um. So this is so it's kind of something weird that happened with the spinoff series. So initially they they announced like a GCPD series mm-hmm. where Jeffrey Wright was gonna uh, reprise his role as Jim Gordon and it was gonna focus on a, a corrupt police officer who kind of like witnesses the rise of Batman in his first year in Gotham. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was the showrunner actually left. Oh, and then uh, Matt Reeves is basically saying, "Hey, so now we're shifting from this GCPD series to an Arkham series." So I think the Arkham series is really gonna start to show. Yeah. Um kind of like how the end of the mob, right, which is basically what's hinted at in this uh movie and then how we're going to start seeing the rise of these uh Batman villains, right? Yeah, Colin Farrell did a great job as Penguin. Colin I, Farrell I was real him. great. A lot of people didn't know really that was Colin pro- Farrell. Really good prosthetics. Great yeah. prosthetics, man. He yeah. said he went to Starbucks and nobody recognized him. So I didn't recognize. I'm like, who is that? Yeah. yeah, he was good. He was good. Um, but yeah, I just looked it up on the Verge. They said that Batman is getting an HBO spinoff, uh, featuring the Penguin. So that's gonna be pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of basically see it as almost like a uh, like a mob gangster, real mob gangsterish, almost power the wire. Yeah, type of thing. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be wonderful. Um, Another thing, too, I mean, that's another character that they don't really play a a lot into his uh, alter ego, right? I mean, they call him Correct me if I'm wrong, though, but didn't, what was the show? Penny, not Penny, what was it? Gotham? Gotham. Didn't Gotham focus more so on the gangster element? Yeah, they did. Um, Yeah, so it was like the shift from how it became mob-focused to where the supervillains. Like, I mean, again, that interpretation is very interesting because Batman wasn't even Batman when all of this stuff was going on. So, like, you get the Riddler, the Penguin, kind of before Batman becomes Batman in that show. So I always thought that was weird. But the great thing about the show was how they focus on the villains and, like, really making them real characters. So I thought that was, like, awesome. I mean, another thing that I think is weird, too, we have a lot of Batman shows without Batman. Have you noticed that? I have no. I mean, Batman is just a, I mean, I'm looking up now, like, all the TV shows. Like, like Titans. Like, Titans actually features. Well, that, um, that's more the Teen Titans. I'm yeah, not mad at it's that. More, yeah. That. No, but it's funny because it touches so much on the mythology, but they never, like, Ian and Glenn, the guy from uh, Game of Thrones, he plays, like, a blonde Batman, mm-hmm. and um, they, but they never show him in a bat suit. Yeah, I'm right. looking up like a. I'm on um, IMDb and I'm looking up like a list of all the Batman shows, and there's there's a lot, bro. It's there's tons of them, and yeah. um, yeah, and I feel like this Batman uh universe really opens itself up to having more intimate stories told on like the smaller screen. So again, man, HBO Max has been killing it lately. With I mean, shit, just coming off the heels of Peacemaker, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And again, I'm not trying to spoil spoil too much, but again, man, I have to give it up to Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Bro, his performance has the Riddler, like, really, oh, yeah, really yeah. scary, really menacing, really makes duct tape very scary. He was very Joker-like, in my opinion. And, and yeah, in a sense, in a yeah. sense, I did see that. And then, of course, that cameo at the end yeah, yeah, in yeah. Arkham. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think that's going to play up in in the Arkham spinoff series, right? Like, yeah, I think the I think the sequels and the spinoff material. Like, right now, the the three hour movie they're they're using that as a means to kind of build out. Yeah, you have like the jumping off point. So let me ask you this: I guess final question: Do you think this movie is a? I guess not. On a little on the overrated side because people are saying this is ten out of ten, the best Batman movie think, ever made. I think what you have I to like, can't agree with that. I think what you have to like remember is that um so watching this movie really made me re explore the the older movies, right? So I watched mm-hmm. Batman eighty nine, Batman Returns. Well, I ain't going back that far. Uh, going Batman back Forever. 89. No, no, I went no, the I Tim went all the yeah, I did the whole filmography, right? Okay. So, <laughs> so I think the reason why this movie is so popular and why you might feel like it's so overrated is because it's really like to my, in my opinion, the most true to canon in yeah. a sense. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's some things they change up, but this really feels like the most bat, like Batman type of yeah. movie that you can make without yeah. having it be, oh, okay, so, something so wild. And then like revisiting the the Nolan films, it really made me think, man, this is James Bond Batman. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because because comparing Christopher Nolan to Robert Pattinson. I mean, and it's just like again. I mean, those are two varied actors, right? Mm-hmm. They're both great. Um, Chris. I mean, Christian Bale's Batman. Only bad thing I can really say is that man that that Batman growling voice. Oh yeah, um, that was wild. But like, really, yeah. that Batman was more like this globe trotting, gadget focused. Yeah. Um, and that's another Batman. thing. There wasn't a lot of Wayne tech in this movie. It wasn't. It wasn't no. like like a lot of this stuff was improvised. Like yeah. okay, so for instance, when he uh. When he's fighting like the Joker gang, or I mean, that's what I'm. Well, I'm calling them the Joker gang. Is these guys dress up as clowns? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the implication <laughs> is there, right? Um, when he starts beating down those guys, and then he just tases that guy in the neck. I mean, yeah. I, I was saying, man, like that's not like yeah, he's not like high tech. Yeah, he's Batman, not high yeah. tech Batman. Like this isn't Batman from Arkham Asylum or Arkham <laughs> yeah. City, right? Yeah, like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he doesn't have like no crazy gadgets where he can like 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 he, like he didn't even have smoke grenades which i thought no. was crazy yeah. right so again this is still a batman who's finding his footing um they don't even talk about who the who makes the gadgets that he's using in the movie right which i thought was interesting well, like, there's assuming... no mention of lucius fox yeah or anybody yeah. else like that that's true I didn't um think about that, so yeah. so so i'm so i'm assuming that he's he's doing a lot of homemade type stuff so it was almost like even like a homegrown uh yeah. terrorist feeling kind of right yeah I mean, even the Batmobile wasn't your traditional Batmobile. It wasn't. Like, it, it wasn't like a, a tank. Oldsmobile. <laughs> it was a damn Oldsmobile that was souped up. Oldsmobile. And like, I mean, and again, too, I mean, it took a lot of, like, it didn't even really take damage, but like you, but I felt like, man, one wrong turn and this Bat, this Batmobile's, bro, it's, it's a here. damn yeah. Yeah. junker, right? So again, I think this is still a Batman who, like, he's still rich, but it's not like he's overtly using right. all this tech, right? He had, like, it's there, but it's not... Like his reliance is, oh, I'm gonna give you these hands of justice right here. Like, oh crap! Like, man, look, <laughs> and that first, you, and yeah. that first opening uh, scene where the bat signal first comes on. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally, like his biggest weapon, literally was fear. Like a dude robs a robs a damn liquor store, comes out, sees the bat signal, <laughs> like he runs ran. into a yeah. damn car, he gets hit by a car, he's so scared, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Look like the brothers who was spray painting <laughs> that building. There was like, oh damn. Like literally, he's like fear is a tool, and it's just like that's what he was using, right? Yeah. I mean, even when the dudes were like jumping him, like okay, yeah, let's all jump up on Batman. Yeah. Look, you saw, hey, it's some reluctance. Like, man, I, man, I, man, I'm gonna run home. Yeah. Y'all do, man, fight this Batman if y'all want to. I'm moving yeah. to Metropolis. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So again, I mean, like I like it wasn't so tech heavy. 
I mean, compared to Christopher Nolan's, where it was like gadget after gadget, like he has like X-ray <laughs> vision. He has like um, this device that can like hack into everybody's phone. I mean, like, like man, that I was like, man, that's cool. really this is really James Bond, Batman. I mean, I guess the only piece of tech they had was the contact lens. Where yeah, he, which he, I thought. Which I thought was pretty cool. Which I thought that was awesome. I mean, I don't think that's so far fetched. I'm sure there's some kind of tech out there that's like that. Yeah. Where that's like that. So I mean, it wasn't like what I liked about the movie was it wasn't a sci-fi fest. Like, look, like there's no bat, there's no Batwing, right? Yeah. There's no Bat Jackpack or or nothing crazy like that. There's no Batman Shark Spray. Yeah, I guess my favorite scene in the movie was when uh, Selena Kyle she was about to just body Falcone. Oh and, yeah, um, Batman had to stop. It, like, hey, if you do this, you're no better than them. And it kind of re- it really reminded me of the uh, the Spider Man scene where Tom Holland was about to body the Green Goblin <laughs> with oh, yeah. it with his glider, and they kind of yeah, had to stop him. Yeah. yeah, they had to stop him. Look, you know what I thought was weird. Okay, and maybe I'm tripping, but tell me if you picked up on this. So there's a minor character in the movie that Selena Kyle is associated with. It's her roommate slash girlfriend. Now, not to go again back into spoilers, but like is Riva that yeah, that Carmine Falcon is her is father, her father, right, right? Right. Now, he kills this girl, right? Mm-hmm. But was the implication that Selena Kyle was in a relationship with that girl and so was her father? Cause I thought that was kind of weird. I you know, I didn't I guess I didn't look into it that deep. I just assumed they were really good friends, but Yeah, but no, but it's weird because again, like when she goes to her apartment and the apartment's been ransacked, she's like calls out her. She's like, "Baby, like I was like, okay, yeah, they're in a relationship." Which again, like, is not over, but up, I, yeah. but I feel like it's like it was definitely there. So I mean, okay. the implications were just kind of weird to me. Um, okay. Yeah, man, but dope movie. Check it out. Um, I'm gonna definitely be checking it out when it comes. I think they said HBO. Yeah, it's coming to HBO Max pretty quick. I pretty think quickly, like, yeah, forty five days weeks, yeah. from now. So I'm gonna definitely have to check it out so I can pause it and. Do like do some investigation. One last thing too about the Batman movie: there were a lot of Saw type um, influences. There. I kept, I kept hearing people say comparing it to Saw, like yeah, yeah. like the Riddler was really more like Jigsaw from yeah. the Saw franchise because of the way he would kill a lot of the people, and then um, leave like little riddles and yeah, then like leave <laughs> like these little cryptograms and stuff like that, and also very uh, inspired by the Zodiac Killer as well. So yeah. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, the Batman in theaters now coming to HBO Max, and which is at forty-five days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen it, go check it out and uh, let, let let us know what you think. All right, and uh, on to our next topic, man. We have the Apple event. So here at BMM, you know, we are very big fans of technology in general, consumer electronics, of course, Meta, Metaverse, uh, video games, anything to do with technology, we're fans of. So this Tuesday, Apple had an event. Now, David, did you see this event? I had to follow it uh, afterwards because I was working, but yeah, I checked it out. Um, really big announcements there. Very exciting things to see in there. Yeah. And you know, here at BMM, we we use a lot of Apple products. Not only do we use them to communicate our group chat, iMessage. Uh, we have a collaboration pages document that we use, so that utilizes a lot of iCloud. Uh, me myself and my solo endeavors, I use nothing but Apple software for my YouTube channel and even editing the podcast. Like um, you know, use Logic for that. I use Final Cut Pro for the video side. Um, so the the Apple products is definitely helped from a content creation standpoint a creativity standpoint is how everything is all interconnected together and for me i've been using apple products since i was in middle school so i have a very long history with using macbooks um you know when i the iphone came out when i was in high school ipods all that so you can say i'm a fan i'm a fan and i'm always excited to see what apple announces now usually in march 
is usually it's a lighter event. Usually Apple kind of saves all the, at least historically, they've always saved kind of like the heavy hitters for later in the year. Um, so the March events are typically pretty light, uh, but they did announce a couple cool things here. And I made a note to kind of recap uh, what they made. Now, the first thing they started off with was the Apple TV and the Apple TV. Well, not the actual product Apple TV, but the Apple TV Plus subscription service. Now, David, what's your impressions of Apple TV Plus? I love Apple TV. Um, they have some heavy hitters serving Ted Lasso, Mythic Quest, Truth Be Told. Um, I like the movie Finch with Tom Hanks, uh, yeah. The Banker. Um, some great oh, content the banker, up on yeah. there. It has Anthony Mackie in it, right? It has Anthony Mackie and okay. Samuel Jackson C with Jason Momoa. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of great content, a lot of potential that I see in that streaming service. A lot of rumored content that's supposed to be coming out on that service that I'm very excited for. Um, I mean, I rock with it. Of course, I have a iPhone, so I have the yeah. Apple TV Plus a subscription as well. Um, I love serving. I'm watching the third season currently. Yeah, because you're um, like the media guy. Like, okay, yeah, you're, you're, bro, you're always love, up on TV and movies. I love yeah. TV, movie stuff. Um, and and again, Apple TV Plus is one of those things. Um, that they have great content. Uh, they take a lot of risks with, with some of their content. I feel. Yeah. Um, yep. Chris Evans had a show called uh, a miniseries called Defending Jacob. Oh, I remember that. Really yeah. great, like thriller mystery type of show. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's just so much great stuff up on there. I feel like it's one of those hidden gems among the streaming wars, where because it's not like a big, big name like big Disney IP, Plus, yeah. Netflix, this um, HBO Max that it gets lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, but Apple is such a powerhouse, man, and yeah. I can definitely see them. Um, I mean, especially now with how they're adding the uh, baseball to Friday nights. Yeah. I mean, and not and for the listeners out there, if you're not aware what Apple TV Plus is, you know, Apple has a subscription service. Now, I don't know. What the plus? Because I I noticed a lot of companies put the plus behind you know whatever Paramount Plus, uh, Disney Plus, well, Apple I, Plus. Well, I think the reason Discovery why plus. they <laughs> added the plus on the end was because they came out with the Apple TV right first, right? Mm-hmm. Which then you can yeah. Just no, access, no, no, that's like, what I was gonna store. say. Like for the for the listeners out there, um, Apple TV Plus is Apple's original content subscription service. Don't get it confused with the streaming box because Apple does sell a, you know, a separate streaming, kind of like the Fire Stick or the Fire TV mm-hmm. or the Roku. That's called Apple TV. Apple TV Plus is their subscription service, service that you can watch on pretty much any eligible device. So don't get it confused. Um, but yeah, Apple TV Plus, I mean, I, I've watched a couple things off of it. You know, there's a couple documentaries that I really dig on there. Of course, Mariah Carey, she does her Christmas specials on Apple TV Plus. Uh, definitely peep those out around that time of year. And, you know, I will always say Mariah Carey has the best Christmas album of all time, and I will stand by that. Um, so every time she does her Christmas special, I definitely check that out to get in the festive mood and all that. And uh, yeah, like I said, the documentaries are pretty cool. Um, none of the shows that they really... You know, when I think of Apple TV Plus, of course, you think of the morning show, C, Ted Lasso, um, Mythic Quest. I, I guess for me, the original content they put out so far, it just hasn't grabbed me like that. Like, I haven't yeah, seen a no, show like, big, where I just like, I got to see that. There's not something like, yeah, where it's like, oh, crap, Lord, Lord of the Rings coming to Amazon or there's no like um, Handmaid's Tale for Hulu. Like. They haven't found that niche show yet I where think everyone's going to be. their goal with Apple TV Plus is, and I remember Tim Cook saying this, I think when they revealed it, I think Apple's goal is to make very thought-provoking content. So, like, if you're going to watch a show on Apple TV Plus, I don't think their goal is to make, like, the most entertaining. Or, yeah, I don't think they're about blockbusters. I mean, yeah, they're I think really they're more, more about, about I mean, even slow, movies, methodical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, like melodramas. I mean, like, Tom Holland had a movie on there, Sherry, which it was like. I heard mixed things about that. Some yeah, people don't I like mean, that. It was, I think it was a good movie, 
but it was definitely some things that is not going to resonate with, with everybody. And it's about a bank robber, but you would think, oh, it's about a series of bank robberies, but it's really more about like this guy's internal struggle with coming to terms with, with himself and in the society. And again, like that's what Apple TV has always been about is about very, um, more like a thinking man's kind of media. Right? That's what it's, I'm thinking too. Yeah, more like methodical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to the event, uh, Apple. So with the Apple TV business, they announced some new films and projects that they're working on. They dropped a couple of big names there. Uh, some of the people I was really surprised to see, like Dua Lupa, the the pop singer. Um, oh yeah. I think they they showed um, you know, Chris Evans. They they showed quite a few people on that on that highlight reel. So it's kind of interesting to see what concert they're gonna put out. Like again, Apple has the capital. They have the money to kind of get the best talent now the only thing they did show uh, out of the highlight reel that kind of caught my attention was that animated feature when they said it was from the makers of toy story and um some other movies so i said they got some of the pixar talent over there making an original film for apple tv so i'm kind of curious to see what that's going to be like um i can't think of the name of it right off the top of my head but um yeah apple tv plus they announced some new projects they're working on so if you're a fan of the apple tv plus subscription service uh you have a lot to look forward to now what you said earlier was uh the friday night baseball it looks like apple has some exclusivity when it mm -hmm. comes to now i don't know the full details of this i'm not a sports guy so i can't Me really neither. speak to it um but if you'd like the mlb you know i'm yeah. pretty sure that you know this would be a selling point for you if you haven't already got apple tv plus yeah and so what they're also saying is so it's going to feature two um, mlb games on friday nights during, during the regular season also in the u.s and canada there's a, a new 24 7 mlb live stream with replays news and highlights and analysis and like on demand uh, highlights as well so i mean if you're a big baseball fan I mean, Apple TV's, um, they have a little uh, niche right there for you. So. Yeah, yeah, for the sports fans. But, yeah, uh, moving on to iPhone. So they announced uh, two new colorways um, mm -hmm. for the iPhone 13 and Pro. So they have the green colors. I don't have the exact names um, in front of it's, me. It's called Alpine Green. There we go. Is Alpine that for the green. 13 and the 13 Pro? For the Pro? 13 and 13 Pro. Alpine Green, okay. Yeah, and expect the pre-orders to start this uh, Friday, um, and it's going to be available on the 18th. I mean, this is a good-looking phone. I remember I saw when they revealed that. And one thing I, I, one thing I got to say about Apple, um, I prefer them to present the information how they're doing it now versus how they were doing it pre-COVID. Mm. Because pre-COVID, how they were doing it was, you know, it, they would have a live stream and you see all these, you know, developers and sales folks on the stage and they're talking and walking back and forth. It was like a conference. Yeah. But I think with the way that they're doing it now, like the, I guess I call it the Nintendo direct effect, <laughs> where it's more like direct to consumer, like, Hey, we're going to consolidate this information. Just give you what you want to know. Oh, and right, yeah. Right. And, and, and it seems like it's more focused. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. There's not a lot of uh, back and forth and, yeah, I, I like how a lot of, uh, I mean, not just Apple, but a lot of companies have started taking that approach where it's like, hey, straightforward. Yeah, you don't have to have like, like the big conference. Info. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I think that back in the day, pre-COVID, like pre -COVID, that, that was a big part, right? We're so excited about these products. Everybody um, taking right? pictures, got Everyone's the press out pictures. there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like a whole event. Now it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but I, I kind of like how they're doing these events now where, you know, instead of having like the big conference with all the, the folks in there and the, the live audience, I like the more focused approach of them revealing products. So mm -hmm. I, I think that. But yeah, the, the two iPhone 13 colors, uh, Alpine Green, um, I like them. They're cool. You yeah, know. I think it's a cool little color, even though I keep 
I just thought about this. We keep having these colors come out, but I keep like remembering I put these very big bulky cases on my phone. Well, see, I think Apple was them. smart because as you see on my phone, I have the clear case. Yeah, um, so you have the clear case. Yeah, I got the clear case. So I think Apple realized that, hey, we're putting out these beautiful colors, but people put case over. Let's just make a pretty cool clear case and you can show off the color of your phone and still be protected. So For sure. Yeah. Um, so Alpine Green, um, beautiful phone. You know, it's, um, it's there. So if, you, if you're a fan of green, if you always want Wanted a green iPhone. There you go. You got Boom. it. It's here now. Yep. Um, moving on the um, uh, so Apple's new iPhone SE, mm-hmm. um, and it's a big one because it, it has five G, which for a lot yep. of people that's a big deal now. You know, yep. future proof your device. Yes, sir. And also, it comes with the A15 Bionic uh, CPU. Yeah. Now, for those who don't understand what that means, because I know a lot of people, you know, they hear all this talk about the the speeds and feeds and teraflops and, you know, people get confused. Um, The A15, you know, the chipset, Apple spent a lot of time at this event talking about silicone. You know, they're they're going to silicone base for everything, the MacBooks, the high powered desktops, the phones. What the A15 chip does, you know, I think we're kind of getting to a point with these phones where they're so powerful. I have a hard time believing the average user is utilizing even a, f- a tenth of the potential of the device. When I hear A15 and you know machine learning and neural engines, I'm like, what? What are on? people doing? <laughs> <laughs> now, for people like us, content creators, that's great. But honestly, I'm not really the market where I use my phone to the point where it's going to replace my MacBook. Like, the only thing I really use my phone for is communication, communication. Uh, social media, YouTube, you know, watching and listening to YouTube, podcasts, to music, working GPS, out. that's it. That's about it, yeah. But, you know, when Apple shows, like, these commercials where people are, like, shooting full movies and editing, I'm like, I can't do that on the well, phone. Well, I mean, you know, I was very impressed because uh, that one movie. It's impressive. Don't uh, get me wrong. It's Steven, very impressive. Steven Soderbergh's un- um, Unsane was filmed entirely on iPhones, and I'm just like, oh, wow, it's... This is crazy. Like the iPhone is really becoming this multifunctional device, right? It is. And, I, and I'm seeing more and more people will attempt to replace their laptops with just strictly an iPhone, which I guess in some instances you could. You could, but not completely. I mean, I could see you trying to do, trying to do that with an iPad, right? Because Definitely. especially now, like, I mean, like they kind of have like a mouse kind of, right? Oh, now. iPad OS is great. Yeah. So, so yeah, man. And uh, moving right along, um, let's talk about the M1 powered iPad Air. Excellent value. Um, $599 will get you an M1 powered device. I am a big fan of Apple's M1. Um, I switched all of my Macs to M1. So my iMac, M1. MacBook Pro, M1. Um, I The M1 chip, the, the thing I have to give Apple props for is how tightly integrated their hardware and software is. So the last piece of that was when you had Intel making the chips, you know, you really can't have full control over how well your operating system is. You know, they, they did a good job for a while because for a long time, Macs were powered by Intel, you know, boot camp and all that. Um, but now that Apple has kind of like full control over that ecosystem and even the chipset, you have that very, very tight, um, you have that very tight integration, uh, optimization. I, I think optimization is probably the word I think about when I think of the M1 chip. Uh, just kind of give you guys context. Prior to me having an M1 MacBook, I had an i7 MacBook Pro, and um, when I switched to the M1, it was almost night and day. Now, me, I use all the Apple first-party apps. I use the Pro apps like Final Cut Pro for my YouTube channel. I use Logic Pro to edit the podcast. Exporting, workflow, 
battery life, it's like second to none. And that just kind of goes to show you the power of just having that, you know, that integration and having all the teams kind of work in perfect synergy. It's just, it just great. So, um, you know, not to, not to shit on Windows because I use a Windows PC as well, but when you have a million SKUs and you have to try to develop a processor that can fit all the way from the low end to the high end, you run into a lot of optimization issues. So I think, uh, so I guess David, just to kind of pick your brain, what do you think about Apple having Silicon chips? And do you think Microsoft is going to follow suit with making, cause I, I, I can probably see Microsoft saying, Hey, listen, we see what Apple's doing. We see them profit margins. Let's make our own Microsoft chip in the, in the surface line. (laughs) I don't know. I could definitely see Microsoft following suit. There are, I mean, so Microsoft has a line of products I love. It's called the Surface, which is yeah. essentially their their uh, answer to the uh, MacBooks. Right? Great, great piece of hardware. Great, though. great hardware. It's yeah. it's beautiful. It's very uh, like functional. Um, but I could definitely see in that space them following suit because again, like they want to stay competitive. Yeah, because um, Google now is doing it too with their phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. Um, yeah, man, I think with the M1, that's something that a lot of these companies are looking at, like, okay, maybe we need to start figuring out our own, I guess, counterpart to that. And I think going the silicon base way might be the way that you stay competitive. Yeah. Um, and plus, it's more profit. I mean, you don't have to pay Intel. So. Yeah, like you don't have to pay Intel like like you do everything in-house. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting about the M, the, the M1 um, iPad is that they're claiming that it's going to be two times as faster than any Windows laptop I in that price that. range. I believe that. I mean, five ninety nine to get you a MacBook grade. I mean, device, I yeah. yeah. Even now, like I, I tell people, if it was not for the fact that Logic and Final Cut Pro only ran on Mac, I could probably use an iPad exclusively for all my needs because it's that great of an operating system. Like. When it comes to everyday computing, like you have an iPad right now with the keyboard and the trackpad, mm-hmm. do you feel outside of the, you know, what you do with your development and stuff like that for like coding, do you feel like as a just a straight up computer, you know, paying bills, surfing the web? Yeah, I know. It's a great device to do all of that. I mean, again, um, so the reason why I use this, uh, again, it's it's, port- it's super portable. Yeah. Um, I started writing on, because like, you know, I'm a writer as well. So yeah, so I, you got your Apple Pencil. So, yeah. I, so like using my Apple Pencil, um, drawing as well, because that's something else I started picking up on. Um, it's a great device. The only thing is just because I'm a gamer, bro. I love yeah, gaming. Yeah. I do have um Apple Arcade, so sh- to shout out to Apple Arcade. You Ocean know, I, I have too. that too. I, I think the only games I played on that was uh, Castlevania. They had like a Castlevania. Yeah, they had like the Castlevania. And, uh, one. Monster Hunter Stories One got ported to Apple Arcade. And it's yeah. actually the definitive version of it. Yeah, so. It's actually the best version. Yeah, and um, they have like a Legend of Zelda exclusive up on there, which I've been playing like crazy. Ocean Horn Two. Oh, the Legend of Zelda Light game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I mean, it's great. Um, yeah, man, it's like this device really kind of is my go-to. Um, even when I was going to school, I was like taking my notes on this. It again, it's great because it does everything you can do on the laptop. Absolutely, and, I, and you know, I think for. I would say for 90% of people, unless you absolutely need those pro apps, like I need Final Cut Pro. Like I, I, I've tried editing videos on an iPad. It's okay for like basic stuff. But once I want to use like certain plugins or use certain transitions and stuff like that, that's where I kind of run into a roadblock with the, um, the iPad, even when using apps like LumaFusion, you know, it's not Final Cut Pro. So if, if Apple could find a way to port some of those apps over to, um, the iPad OS, I'll be sold. Like I, I love the split screen aspect. 
I love the Apple Pencil. I love the fact that these use USB Type-C now so I can use my external hard drives. Also, mm. all my hard drives. I use it in my bag right now over there. I have a T7 Samsung. So mm. that's what I use to put my video files on and edit from. Um, so, yeah, once if the iPad can get Logic and Final Cut, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a competitor. Um, I think most companies are, are still trying to migrate from figuring out how to, how can we make a full-on device into this mobile version. Well, right? Apple made an ad. It was like, I think it was like three years ago, two or three years ago, where they had like, what's a, what's a computer ad? And they were really trying to bring home the fact oh, that... Oh, I remember those. That was yeah, a good ad. Yeah, those were some good ads. And yeah. uh, I... They're really trying to bring home the fact that, listen, the iPad is all you really need. And I would say for 90 to 95 percent of users, that's all you need. Like, I don't I don't believe that people are doing as much as they think they're doing on their devices. You know, I, I just think it's a mind state thing. Like, what did most people do on their devices, on their computers? They pay bills. They surf the web. Social they media. book travel. They do social media. They write. They do some sort of word processing software, yeah. uh, Excel or whatever the case Notes. is. Schoolwork. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I would say for most, most people, people, yeah, this is all that you need. And now that you're you're powering it with the M1, you're giving an incredible value. I mean, five ninety nine for an M1. I mean, this is the the most affordable M1 device on the market because prior to the iPad Air that just got announced, the only way you're going to get an M1, well, I guess the Mac Mini that Mac has an Mini, M1, yeah, but, does have the M1. Um, but I mean, I don't like I like the minis. But again, that's something that you have to add more hardware onto, right? And it's not yeah, portable. I yeah. mean, well, I guess I, I guess it kind of is, but then you have to take a whole setup with you, like monitors and the whole shebang. So now there are going to people sometimes. Well, if this iPad Air has the M1, why would I still get the Pro? The Pro still has some very good advantages over the iPad Air, and I was kind of looking at the differences myself. I was like, well, you know, people are going to ask, you know, what are the differences between this new Air and the the Pro? The Pro still has that 120 hertz refresh rate, which you know the iPad Air did not get so you're still going to get 60 hertz on the screen of the ipad air and i know right now we're speaking like another language to some people <laughs> but when we say refresh rate that means the fluidity of the screen when you make you know when you open up apps and when you're going from screen to screen you get that super smooth you know frame rate uh, with the 120 hertz display on the pro the pro also has thunderbolt 4 which the ipad air does not so if you're editing for example and you want a fast transfer rate from you know your hard drive to your ipad you know the iPad Pro is still going to be the best bet. You know, camera-wise, the iPad Pro still out, you know, beats out the uh, the iPad Air. So there are some different advantages, um, Face ID versus Touch ID. So there are some advantages the Pro still has over this Air, but that five ninety nine that's an amazing value. So if you're buying it just for performance, I would say the iPad Air will be the iPad I would personally put my stamp of approval on for the iPad mm. that that you need. It has a, it has enough affordability. And it has the power for content creators and anybody else who wants to use it. So, yeah, iPad Air, that was uh, nothing. Now, on the Mac side, they did announce, I guess going back to the silicon conversation, mm -hmm. the M1 Ultra, Ultra with the Mac Studio and Mac Studio display. Now, this is not for the average consumer. Not um, at all. The when I when I saw the M1 Ultra, because it's like, yeah, we got one more M1 to add to the family. I'm like, well, they flexing now. The <laughs> M1 Ultra, I was like. Who is this for? Because the only thing, the only people I can see using this are power users. Mostly. Are extreme power users. I mean, yeah. you have to have like a, a career at Disney as an animator or something like yeah, this. Like if you like if that. you're buying this heavy duty film editing, you, you're writing this off on your taxes. Like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, and 
And here's the too long didn't read version. So basically, the M1 Ultra is basically two M1 Max chips put together, supporting up to 128 gigs of RAM. You know what's funny? I saw a meme um, that had Goten and Trunks, and it had oh, M1 Max, M1 Max, and they yeah. fused to make Gotenks, and it said M1 Ultra. I yeah, thought that was hilarious. Yeah, the Ultra Fusion. <laughs> um, yeah, which is that's what they're that's what they're calling the connection between those two. So Apple is saying it's eight times fat it's eight times faster than the uh, standard M1 chip. That's crazy. And so the M1 Ultra is going to be available in the Max studio and likely in the mac pro that apple teased has an upcoming announcement as well um so yeah i want to get into the mac studio because that's something i'm very interested in as well so the mac studio is basically apple's latest entry into the apple mac lineup it's yeah. basically like a mac mini aimed at creative professionals well you know Ma apple has always had like that one device that was meant for the pro user like mm -hmm. back then it was like the mac pro which was like the tower then they had like the iMac pro which is like five grand and now i guess now they're going with the new generation with the silicon direction yeah, with yeah. the m1 Lines, um, studio yeah, yeah. And so this one has at least four Thunderbolt ports, an SD card slot on the front, cooling, processing power. The M1 Max version starts at $1,999, and the M1 Ultra version starts at $3,999. And when I saw that price point, I'm just like, woo! This, this, I mean, you are getting, I mean, to be fair, because Apple, you know, for the power user, you cannot build a comparable PC at that price point with that amount of power. power you can't yeah, do it. Not at um, all. So, I, I, again, for the for the demographic that's aimed at, it's a very, I would say niche, but it's a very small percentage of Apple. It, 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 it's not the general user. I mean, this is definitely for creative uh, professionals, right? <sighs> um, and then it's so crazy because when I saw the chassis, the chassis is only about four inches tall. Um, so it fits under most displays and it's going to, and they're saying, Hey, this is going to stay quiet. So like, you don't have to worry about like a, like a jet engine coming up out of your, uh, <laughs> Mac studio. Um, so they have a 10 gig ethernet port, two USB, a ports, HDMI, audio jack supports Wi-Fi six, Bluetooth 5.0. Mm -hmm. Um, the front has two USB C ports, crazy. um, which is a 10, uh, gigabits per second on M one Mac systems, 40 gigabits per second on the M1 Ultra systems, and of course, as I mentioned before, the SD card slot. The Mac Studio can support up to four I, I'm watching Pro that. Display, yeah, that's XDRs, wild. and a 4K And a 4K, TV. yo, that is wild. That's a lot of power. Like that's, that's a lot of power. A ton of power, and they're claiming that the Mac Studio with the M1 Max will deliver 50% faster CPU performance than a Mac Pro let, with let, a 16-core Let me Xeon. say this. Understand, for basically, if you if you don't understand this jargon that we're saying, if you are a regular user, all you do is check Facebook, this is go not on for Twitter, you. go on Instagram. This device is not for you. Don't try to flex and buy this device. This, this in your is house. a monster. First of all, this is a monstrous ship supporting, again, up to 128 gigs of memory. You little YouTubers out there, that's, that's including myself, if you are not shooting a Steven Spielberg level of content, don't buy this. Don't buy this. Don't. Don't go broke. Instagram don't, models. Don't if, use your <laughs> Apple card. <laughs> Instagram please. models. If you are just editing your photos in Lightroom and Photoshop and trying to get the perfect angles and all that, don't buy this. Yeah, this is this, this is not, not for, you. for you. Now, if you have a, a recording studio and you need a, a very powerful audio interface, Space. this is for you. Yeah. If you're working in the Walt Disney Towers and you're pumping out those great films that we love so much, this is for, for you. you. But for the average user, don't try to flex and impress your folks trying to buy this in your house. Yeah. Don't do it. This don't. ain't for you. Um, yeah, pump your brakes. Yeah. <laughs> and then moving right along, too, because, of course, like you need something to connect to. Yeah. 
um, Apple's 27-inch 5K studio display. Which is a beautiful display. Which is a beautiful display. Yeah. And what, what was really crazy to me, it has an iPhone chip inside of it. So 27-inch yeah. 5K is, is encased in this aluminum like enclosure. looks very beautiful. It can reach up to 600 nits of brightness, mm. which means it gets pretty damn mm-hmm. bright. Um, it supports wide color P3. Yes, sir. And it works with Mac OS's true, uh, true tone feature. Um, and oh, that's above, good. That's good. I like yeah, that. I like that's that. Great. And above the screen is a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera for video conferencing, of course. Right? I wonder if it supports center stage, which is if you don't know what if you don't know what center stage is for the user uh, for the listeners. It's essentially where the iPad Pro has it. I believe the new iPad Air has it, and the Mini has it. Um, essentially, when you're walking around, the camera stays focused on you. So if you're doing like a conference, it'll hyper focus on your your movements, your face, and stuff like that. So it always keeps you within the shot. Let's put it like that. So I'm wondering if that hat. Well, that's interesting. I have, to, I have to look more into that. I think this is the first prosumer uh, like monitor model uh, model in a couple of years. I don't right? think no. They had the Pro XDR display before this. Mm, um, okay, gotcha, I don't gotcha. know if it's consumer grade though because that that monitor is like what sixteen hundred. Yeah, it's like sixteen hundred bucks. Oh, yeah, no, also, that's, not, that's not consumer also, grade. Also, like there. you know what people <laughs> were talking about that it comes with a stand. So yeah, that fifteen hundred that. Fifteen ninety nine gets you a monitor that can actually stand on its own. Though, if you want a height adjustment, <laughs> they have an upgrade option, which is going to run you four hundred of them clams. Like I said, if you're buying this, you're you either have a company or you know your your employer's paying for this. This is not for the average consumer. So everybody else, you know the the twenty four inch iMac with all the wonderful colors is a great product. Um, MacBook Pros, you know, you have your options. But this right here, this is for the. This is for the the big leagues. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's for the big boards. Oh, and I think one more thing that I missed. Um, so iOS fifteen point four is coming out next week. Now mm-hmm. the big deal about this is that they're touting you can use Face ID with your mask on if you have some of the newer iPhones. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think yeah that yeah I'm fine with that. Well, now I mean, that the mask mandates have been lifted, I mean it's not like Texas people were wearing them anyway. But yeah, um, I mean I mean we go back and forth on the mask, so I think it's just a good thing to have because. Every single time when I'm somewhere where I'm wearing a mask, I have to pull down my mask yeah. to like you know access something on my iPhone, and this just always becomes like a whole hassle. So I think that's a great thing. Um, but yeah, man, the peak event, um, the peak performance, um, I think it was a great event. It it was some surprises to me. Um, so I can't wait for the next event to see what they got popping off. So sh- so. Sh- Shout out to Apple. Yeah, I'm excited to see what else they're going to do later in the year. If they have an event, like, you know, Apple does, you know, they don't really tell anybody anything. They don't tell the press anything. So we don't know. You know, you would just one day look on the news like, oh, Apple announced an event. Got to go watch that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this is something that we always want to do on BMM. We always talk about the the technology, you know, events. So if Microsoft has one or Facebook or Samsung, we're definitely going to come back with a recap for y'all. And, uh, yeah, tech talk is always something that, you know, we want to start doing on the podcast. All right, my last and final topic, um, Lizzo. So did you see the did you see the Amazon Prime trailer for her new show coming out? Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to start it off with love because, you know, Lizzo, I was listening to Lizzo's album today, just re-listening to it because I knew that she was going to be the talk of one of my topics. Um, I like her music. Lizzo's music is very... It's good. Like I, I can't hate like her album. Um, trying to think of the name of the album. Uh, I haven't pulled up because I love you. The, I, I love have the super you. deluxe. Yeah, yeah. You know tracks like Jerome is my shit. 
<laughs> have you heard that track, Jerome? Yeah, I actually have. <laughs> I said, dog, she's going in on this dude, Jerome. Oh, man. But, I mean, it, it has a lot of cool tracks in there. I mean, songs like Soulmate, Jerome, Crybaby, Juice, uh, Better in Color, uh, Truth Hurts. Like, I like Lizzo's music a lot. Now, what I don't really care for Lizzo is the antics outside of her, outside of the recording studio. Yeah. That is kind of where I draw the line with Lizzo. You know, <laughs> her twerking at the Lakers game with a thong on. I mean, that, come on, man. And then, like, all the. I just. Uh, I don't even know where to start. But anyway, the reason I want to talk about Lizzo is because not only do we have this show coming out on Amazon Prime, but she also went on an interview recently saying that. She considers herself and Kim Kardashian to be the body icons of this era. Mm. And I said that's two extremes because on one end you have Kim Kardashian who pretty much indirectly is supporting or promoting augmentation. You have girls in middle school want to get lip fillers and ass shots because of that. You know, you have this, you know, these women trying to chase quote unquote perfection, whatever that looks like. Like, fam, look out, look on Instagram. How many girls do you see? Now that's trying to emulate Kim Kardashian. Tons. Tons. The oh, lip fillers, the ass filler, like all that. So you got one extreme, and then you have Lizzo on the opposite end saying, like, hey, it's okay to be fat. You know, I, I love being fat. I don't believe you. And it just I'm not with the promotion. Okay, when it comes to body positivity, because I, I I know this can get a very touchy subject for some people getting their feelings and shit. I don't want to hear it. But um, the whole notion of body positivity, I do believe that people should be comfortable in their own skin. But when you say Kim Kardashian is a body icon, I don't see somebody who's comfortable in their own skin if they're constantly having to get well, fillers well, and things like that. What does she mean more so like? Just her look has become iconic. I mean, because again, too, people use a lot of these like vague, ambiguous terms to say something, but they're really not saying nothing like nothing at all. So, I mean, yeah, and I then don't know. On the Lizzo side, you know, with it, it's okay to be fat and I'm happy fat and well, all this I mean, fat. Pro- and I'm all for people feeling. You know, great about themselves. Tells, yeah, and I think Lizzo's a, music promotes that about feeling great about, about yourself. yourself. Her music is great. yeah, loving yourself. I'm with all that. Great. I want people to love who they are. Absolutely, I'm with that 100. percent But when we have in, in the black community, you know, as you know, we live in Texas, so we see this all the time. The weight is causing a lot of issues. You know, uh, you run yeah, the I'm risk, and, to- and, and I want to say this as well. You know, aesthetically. We know that weight or the way someone looks doesn't necessarily deems them unhealthy or healthy because you have a lot of skinny motherfuckers. You have a lot of like buff dudes who got cardiovascular issues, right? Mm-hmm. So just because somebody's larger does not necessarily automatically put them in a, you know, they're not unhealthy, right? Yeah. But you have to acknowledge that when you are a larger size and you do run the risk, a higher risk, diabetes, high blood pressure, hypertension. And we're not really promoting healthy eating, but we're more so saying, hey, it's, it's fine to be fat. You don't have to change. Don't change for no one. But you're back in your knees. We'll say something else in a few years. So, David, what you think about that? I think, I think it's important for us to encourage people to be healthier. Yeah. But the problem is we give people complexes about it. So, I mean, even like myself, right, like, 
Yeah, I'm working out. Yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, I've been seeing you on Instagram. You posting your Apple Watch stuff yeah, and your elliptical like, you know and all saying? that. And I'm making it do what it do. I'm doing the boxing and I'm yeah, and I'm losing weight. And I mean, looking good, man. And I'm looking good. I'm feeling better. But then I think about somebody who, again, too, man, because we're all different people. So we we view things differently. So it's like, okay, one of my favorite shows, <laughs> and I hate to say this because it's like favorite. Like, oh wow, but it's six, my six hundred pound life. Oh, uh, right? Doctor Now, with yeah. Doctor Now, and yeah, shout out to that brother. Um, <laughs> little, that's, that's another Houstonian right there. So like, look, like, we like to keep things Houston yes, here, sir. Um, but you watch the show and you understand that it's a like when you're not in somebody's shoes it's hard to understand what they're going through, right? Right. And so I think the thing is for somebody like Lizzo, I would never say if she's telling somebody, hey, go eat three bags of Cheetos <laughs> with like some nacho cheese. Nah, what she's saying is the way that you are now, you have to be fine with it, even if other people aren't, right? Because again, too, that that affects your psychology. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Because we live in this culture where people are going to say something to you regardless how you feel about it, whatever. Absolutely. And people are going to try to mess with you. Like, like you know what I'm saying? And I'm kind of like that person, too. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I like sometimes messing with people, man. I think it's kind of like, because we live in the this era of trolling, right? Where it's right. like, where it's, where it's like, yeah, you're bored. You just do stuff to be doing it. But you don't understand the psychological effects that you have on somebody, which in a sense, too, right? Because, like, you know, I, I was in the Army, so... And the army is like, hey, you're tough. You got to look, bro. No matter what people say to you, you have to be secure in yourself. But we don't have that I, that way of thinking in our communities, bro. Like people like look like we are very heavily affected by what the next person tells us, whether it's a family member, a friend, a stranger, mm-hmm. co-workers. And we internalize a lot of things. So what? So, so I think we have to have this kind of um, balance, right, where we support healthy habits, right? Like, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm making my kid get on the treadmill now. I, 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 like, right? I told me about that. <laughs> like, you know, he's going to be doing that, right? Because, again, too. It's all about building those healthy habits, yeah, which is something that we you don't have, really instill do, in the black community. Even, no. And it's like, this is the thing. We love to eat, right? So sure I love, do. Shit, I love places like Lotus. <laughs> That's right. Um, shout out to that place. I Crack love, sauce. <laughs> yeah, bro. And it's just like, it's all about a balance because you, shit, you work out like a mug, little, like you lifting the weight, you're making it do what it do. That's right. But Have to. But, but you have to think, how did you get that motivation? And how can we, that's what we have to instill in people because mm-hmm. people do want to be healthy. So when I watch that show and like you see like, man. Oh, Dr. Now, he be giving it up. Dr. Like, now, be straight up, bro. It's like, bro, you didn't get this way by starving yourself, Dr. bro. Like Dr. Dr. Now is, Dr. Now needs to be a comedian because he'd be out here roasting them. <laughs> but also what he's saying is real talk. Like, hey, yeah. do you want to live a better life? Well, you're not going to make it because you're out here doing this. And and we have to promote just healthy choices. And it has to start small. Anytime you're – because, again, how I started with my fitness journey, I didn't start exercising twice a day. I was like, okay, well, let me go on this elliptical. And first I started walking. Then I started jogging. Then now I'm – I'm look, I'm trying to hit four miles. Like that's like my that's my limit. Like I have to at least hit this much, right? I set the goals for myself. And it's look, it starts internally. And I mean, even somebody like Lizzo, like, think about it. She's out there, she's dancing. She is, she she does have an active type of lifestyle, right? When you're touring, when that's you do right. stuff like yeah. that. And I've I, seen some of her live shows. shows. She really yeah, yeah she, she gets be, down. Yeah. Bro, she gets down. So again, too, you know, it depends on what the message is because the message that she's giving people is, Hey, be happy with yourself. Now the problem with that is on the outside looking in, it's kind of like, Oh, so you want to be this way forever? 
Like, I was crazy about Lizzo. She has made her preference known. Like, she doesn't like fat guys. Yeah, so she doesn't like fat guys. She's exactly. talking about getting that Drake, Drake and Chris Evans. Yeah, like she wants Drake, Chris Evans. Um, she's look, she's going after football players. Like, you know, what I'm saying the the Minnesota Viking type brothers, right? Um, so again, too, like, and like when you see people out, you don't see like see because again, even like being fat, like you don't see two fat people together. Right. Oh, that in Houston? Yeah. Oh, that's not true. I've definitely, I've definitely seen. That. Well, well, maybe every, for, for like every so often, but like, okay, so for instance, like, okay, because like, great point. And look, when I see a big brother at the bar, <laughs> big brother, this brother, he's uh, he's going for a slim, slender Coke bottle model. Yeah. yeah. And the same thing with the sisters. I, yeah. I mean, look, look, like when they're a little bit bigger. Oh, Lilla, they like the Drake's Chris Brown type of cats. Like, and you're allowed to like what you like. But again, what I'm saying is we look at fat has being fat is worse than being a drug addict to some people. I mean, I think we, I think socially, though, you know, when you're trying to normalize and, and I guess, you know, it, it's just a big shift because I've noticed like when I was growing up. You know, fat shaming was a thing, but now I'm seeing the opposite where yeah. skinny girls are getting shamed now for yeah. being too skinny. For I'm being just like, too skinny. Oh, like, yeah, wait a no, I mean, because again, times change, cultures change. Um, another thing, too, what I thought was real weird because there was a, <laughs> there's actually this documentary on Netflix where it talks about like the whole fat body image. And what was crazy was like the Greeks, right? The Greeks like full figure women back in the day. Yeah. Being fat was actually a good thing because yeah, it, was, it, was it was a sign, sign of, that wealth. Yeah. of wealth. Of mm-hmm. wealth. Because look, yeah. think about it, bro. Yeah. Think about it. Look, yeah, like anywhere that eat. you go, <laughs> if you get see, look, like this is the crazy thing about America, bro. We're the fattest um, country in the world. And we live in one of the fattest states. States, Texas, exactly right. Yeah. So when you go anywhere else <laughs> in the world, and, <laughs> and like you see a fat person, they're kind of like, "Damn, how did that happen?" Because <laughs> I'm starving. So, so like you know, having lived in Korea, like I see the dichotomy between. Us and them, like, okay, because there, you're walking everywhere. They have mountains. You're going up mountains. You live a very active lifestyle. Here, we're, we are so car dependent, so that yeah. adds on to it. We're so dependent on- And also on the portion sizes. Portion of, sizes, yeah, bro. Yeah. Portion sizes, refills. Everything adds up. And um, one of my favorite documentaries is actually uh, Super Size Me. Oh, and yeah, again, just, um, just, just talking about, hey, you know what? If you don't watch what you eat, you will become what you eat. And that is- that's true. Yeah. Because again, too, even like dieting, dieting is tough for me. Like I'm, I'm doing protein shakes. I'm doing like beef sticks. I, I, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta find the foods that you enjoy. enjoy. It's not about eliminating the foods. foods. Also yeah. too, it's about like reducing like, okay. So for instance, if you go to Subway, if you get a, a 12 inch, maybe get a six inch, like just yeah. like try to reduce, like not necessarily completely. You have to train your brain. You have to train yeah. your brain, bro. Yeah. Look like the same thing too. Look like, look, if you sit down and you eat a whole bag of chips, what you didn't realize, you just ate a whole 500 calories right there. Yeah, I guess my biggest beef is, you know, you're telling people that, hey, it's okay to be fat. And I and I have a problem with that, that verbiage because you're not necessarily giving them the full picture because, yeah, it's, you know, you can be concreted, but over time, like, you're going to have to slim down. I mean, look, you know what Lizzo reminds me of? She reminds me of like a new generation Monique, the comedian. Mm. You know, I remember very vividly when Monique got up on that BET stage and she was like, yeah, you know, uh, she did the Beyonce dance. dance yeah. And she was like, yeah, anything them skinny bitches do, you know, yeah. f- f- her yeah, whole fat, campaign yeah, fat, was fat being fat, 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 fat. Like I'm loud and I'm big and, you know, big and loud, you know, I, all right, cool. But as you see, as Monique gotten older, she looks good now. She slimmed down. 
Um, she had to. She probably she probably had a health scare that caused yeah. this. Adele. Adele is Adele, another one. Yeah, that's another one. Um, I think there's a very fine line between promoting like a healthy lifestyle and fat shaming. Because again, too, like as you get older, too, that plays a big part. Oh yeah, you're like, young you know now. Yeah, being you're fat now, now may not be a problem when but you then hit about when you're 30, older, 40. and then you're hitting the 300 pound mark. I mean, that's where it really affects you. And and it kills me when I see, and I and I and I hate and I hate it, but like. And it's not just women. I get on the guys about this too. Oh, you just talking about women? No, 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 no. Guys too. I hate it when I'm like at the gym or ever like it's out, and I'm just like I'm running up the stairs, and you know you had these older black guys like yeah man I used to be like you back in the day. Oh my, I used to play brothers. football, <laughs> and now but now you 300 pounds. pounds yeah. Oh man, I can't move like that, man. When I was your age, I was like that too. But man, I got I'm like man, brother, you got to get it together. You got to get it together. Is it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, man, that was just that was something I want to pick your brain about is about the whole like body acceptance. Uh, you know, I think it's whole. important because again, too, I think it's like a personal thing a lot, and then I also think too, what is your intention, right? right? So like when you talk to somebody, what is your intention? Because this is the thing too, fat people know that they're fat, like you know what I'm saying. So I think the problem that some people have is like they're being beat over the head with that, hey, I'm fat. Yeah, society, so, yeah. So I think society, like, again, we have to, everything has to have, like, this point of, okay, do you want to help somebody, and how can you help somebody? Yeah. Right? Because, yeah, I think, for one, there's a lot of misinformation out there, oh, right? Oh, definitely. So, so, so I have a friend, he thinks going to Trader Joe's is all the dieting that he needs. Hey, yo, it's healthy, it's organic. It's organic. But, <laughs> but like, he'll eat a whole bag of fat-free cookies and think, oh, well, David, it's fat-free. It's like... Stop the cap, brother. Calories in, calories Ca- out. Exactly, right? Mo- um, eat less, move more, right? Exactly. Real and, simple and stuff. I, and I just want to see our our black entertainers uh, just promote more healthy habits. Like, I get it. Have your, your big girl pride or your big boy pride, but also promote healthier lifestyles. You know, exercise, water. But know. I think but I think the best advice is what uh, an older gentleman told me. He's like, offer advice if asked. Otherwise, keep it to yourself. Oh no, I'm telling you. I'm giving you my advice, whether you want it or not. I mean, I mean, if someone's coming to you and be like, "Damn, Desmond, I'm fat. How do I lose this weight?" Yeah, that's when it's like, okay, hey, yo, Fifty told me to do sit ups to get buff. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that man. was my topics for the week. So we, so as a recap, Batman, Apple event, Lizzo. Uh, what you got? All right, man. So the state of play, uh, play. So Sony state of play, where uh, they announced um, that was today, actually, right? That was today. Okay. That okay. was today. Um, it's some real exciting stuff up on there. So, so I'm a big, big Dino Crisis fan. So if you don't know mm. what the, what Dino Crisis was, Dino Crisis was essentially, um, essentially like Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. Yeah, Capcom in the '90s. Capcom in the '90s. Very, very great game. Mm-hmm. Um, it has it holds a, a special place in my heart. Except uh, Dino Crisis 3 on the original Xbox. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing that up is actually... Um, so Camp Cop actually kind of like revealed a, a sort of spiritual successor called Exo uh, like Primal. So it's a brand new IP from Capcom. And again, it has serial Dino Crisis vibes. So, um, so again, here... Um, the game features like online multiplayer, so you're gonna be able to take down some dinos in uh, co-op. So I'm looking forward yeah, to that. that. Was fun. that they was didn't fun. have an exact like release date, but it is coming to PS5 and it's PS4 next, sometime next year. year. 2023. They yeah. also said Xbox Series X 
S, Xbox One, and PC. So, so multi-plat, yeah. Multi-plat so it's probably gonna have so it's probably gonna have crossplay and definitely gonna have crossplay. Yeah. Um, then they also talked about Ghostwire Tokyo, which I'm very excited about. I'm excited for that. That's made by uh, Bethesda, right? By Bethesda. Okay. Um, it's it's actually coming out this month, uh, March 25th. So I'm gonna get my impression. I'm probably gonna be drops. playing Kirby when that comes out. But uh, I, yeah. I wanna I wanna I'll, I'll be excited to hear your impressions because I that yeah. is a game I've been kind of my eye on. Because again, horror infused open world adventure. Um, still kind of like a, a new genre to the open world, so I'm excited to check that out. Oh, and um, they also announced um, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy. Oh, Origin. yeah, the new demo came out. The yeah. new demo came out. Definitely today. gonna check that out. So, if you're not familiar with what that is, it's basically the Final Fantasy series take on the Dark Souls formula coming from the Neo developer Team Ninja. So, That's this game is good. actually coming out Tuesday, That's March 15th. So, check that out. Oh, while March 15th. March 15th next oh, week coming out. Okay. Um, we also talked about Forspoken. So Forspoken is this. Um, okay. So is this open world like magic fantasy game? Um, it actually, unfortunately, got delayed from May 25th to October 11th. Uh, bad I'm for okay some. With that. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm fine with that because my backlog is already starting to grow on the PS5. Um, you know, and October is also always a great month for games. Um, also, Forspoken has a uh, a black woman as the lead character. Yeah, has a lead yeah. character. I forgot yeah. the actress's name, but yeah, yeah. I forget. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, they talked about Gundam Evolution. Is getting a Western like release. So Gundam Excited Evolution is actually a, a six six v six competitive live online first person shooter, featuring of course Gundams. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a network test coming out this spring for players in the US and in Japan, and it will also be a multi platform like release PS4, PS5, the Xbox family, and PC. I'm looking real forward to that. I'm I love to that, yeah. I love Gundam games um, in all forms. Um, and one thing I'm very nostalgic for was the. TMNT Cowabunga Collection Which is shocking for when, they, when they showed this trailer I thought they were just Going to show more footage Of Shredder's Revenge Which and is the newer Beta yeah. Beta Bob yeah. But yeah This has all the uh, The the Ninja Turtle games From the 90s Everything yeah. from like The arcade games The to Turtles in Time, Time Hyperstone Ho- um, Hyperstone Heist And also the more Obscure fighting game Which I was surprised They included that Because not yeah. a lot of people Know about that game Yeah Tournament yeah. Fighters Back from the Sewer Fall of the Foot Clan The, Manha- the Manhattan Project So 13 games in all um, and it's coming out to all con- for like consoles this year. I'll probably um, get that on Switch. Yeah, yeah, definitely seems like a great Switch game. Um, another thing that I was kind of excited for to see, um, which is coming exclusively to PS5 and PS4, um, so it's a kaiju brawler called Giga Bash. So if you're a fan of Godzilla Destroy All Monsters, yeah, which I I wasn't impressed with the gameplay they showed. Though. Yeah, I mean the gameplay is like top down for like four player battles between like these giant like kaiju monsters. So I'm a big fan of War of the Monsters on PS2. So I just want something close to that. For for a newer generation, um, then of course they they announced jo- JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting game coming this year. Um, over 50, 50 different characters. I'm a big fan of the anime, so I'm not. It's on my backlog to watch. I know one. So of the I'm games gonna check it out. Like really popular on Dreamcast. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I still need to watch the actual anime first. But the the from what I saw with the footage they showed, it looks like a pretty fun anime fighter. So yeah, yeah. so I mean, look, I'm mad at that. We just have to see, right? Because some of them are completely hit or miss. I'm looking at you, uh, One Punch Man. <laughs> um, so new trailer. So there was another trailer that they showed for the Black and White Samurai Adventure Trek to Yomi. Um, it was giving me some Ghost of Tsushima vibes. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I thought it was an expansion at first. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I thought. It was like a DLC or something, but it looks like a gorgeous homage to classic samurai films. Yeah, um, cool. It So it appears to feature, like, great, intense one-on-one sword combat as well as, like, platforming and um, exploration to a black-and-white world. So it says coming this spring to PS5 and PS4, so 
I'm excited for that. Okay. Um, on the uh, already uh, established um, IPs out, um, Return on Ascension has a co-op campaign update coming later this month. Um, it's dope. Yeah. So it's so it's going to bring two-player campaign co-op to the game, as well as a brand new survival mode about scaling the tower, taking out waves and waves of enemies as you go. And it's actually coming out March 22nd, which is right That's around dope. the corner. So I'm going to be definitely hitting that up and giving my impressions of that. Um, Square Enix announced a new strategy RPG called the Dialfield Chronicle. Don't know too much about it. It's just mm -hmm. a, a, the trailer sets up like the story of three kingdoms that, that the game will focus like on. Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, yeah basically yeah. like a fully 3D take on it, right? Um, they also announced Valkyrie um, Elysium. Now, that looks good. This looks I, really I'm good. I'm a huge fan Which of Bayonetta, is, Devil May Cry, and it looks like it was kind of checking all those boxes, boxes as far as gameplay yeah. and hack and slash. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to that. And this is actually a, a new entry in the Valkyrie Profile series, which we haven't seen since... 2006's Valkyrie Profile 2 on the PS2. Hmm. So it's a revival of an older franchise. Um, and, uh, I mean, the gameplay looks awesome, like, full of, it showed magic and sort of full of combat amongst a variety of, like, beast-like enemies. So, again, the state of play looks looks awesome. I'm excited for a lot of stuff up on there. Um, a lot of focus was on the Japanese publishers. I love Japanese publishers. Their games are wonderful. Um, yeah, man, so... I, so there's a state of play. Um, so from that topic, I'm going to move on to a little bit more of a serious non-tech topic. Right? Okay. Um, so, you know, I really love talking about relationships, man, because our life seems to focus focus around them. So today True. in particular, I was reading a uh, article in Psychology Today where it talked about divorce, right? And saying that research sheds light on why women initiate divorce, right? Okay. And basically, so I'm going to just break it down real quick in a very short. What they're saying is mismatches in caregiving and mate preferences explain female-initiated divorce. So divorce here in the U.S. is extremely widespread. So in 2019, roughly 1 million American women divorced. Mm. And this is what, what it alleged. This is what the research alleged, that divorce is more costly for women than men, which I was surprised to hear. Costly as far as what? <laughs> um, so just on average is what they're saying is like, it, so like women lose out more financially over over a period who versus wrote the, men. Who, who wrote this article? <laughs> <laughs> who wrote Somebody this? named Abigail Fagan. So Abigail. I mean, I don't know. That's a woman, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. All right, continue. Um, so it says that while women are more likely to ask for a divorce, many more women report greater satisfaction in life after divorce. Um, mm. And so, again, so to say... It kind of questions why I get married in the first place. Yeah, in a sense, man, right? Um, Female-initiated uh, divorce may be like related to mismatches between men and women in areas of interdependence, caregiving, and mate preference. Mm. Um, so, yeah, man, so divorce is, is, is very common here. Um, and... So so what they're arguing essentially is that when it comes to mate selection, right? Women value like like characteristics like masculinity, facial symmetry, attractiveness, social dominance, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of these characteristics to them signal good genes. For 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 example, they correlate with health and physical strength, right? right? Which are that's, attributes that's that, more biological that yeah. increase survival and reproductive success, mm -hmm. right? Um, so why might a desire for genetically superior men result in a mate preference, or like preference mismatch? Because men with good genes are usually interested in short-term relationships, according to, to the article. So they don't make the best long-term partners, right? So essentially, if you're attractive, 
<laughs> you were dusty. Okay. Um, All right. So women, especially those who are able to financially support themselves, may not feel motivated to stay in a relationship with men like that. Um, and also, I mean, really, this is my own take because I don't want to take too much from the article. I, I feel like the reason why divorce has gone up, I mean, and like people always say, oh, well, values and modern people, modern women, mo- modern men. I mean, I just look at it from like the model, right? Like, let's look at the base model. So in times past, right, pre-suffrage, right? Mm-hmm. Relationships were essentially on the survival model, right? right. Women right. had to get married. Yeah, they had or to go, else, go, Or else they were going to stay with their parents the rest right, of their lives, right? right? Like a, a lot of their rights were locked behind and if you were married or not. Yeah, nah, exactly right. So mm-hmm. so now as we move into the modern era, because look, think about it. I think it was only like 1970-something where women could even have a bank account. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now we moved away from that needs-based relationship and went into a wants-based relationship, meaning I want to be with you. Now we're talking about that true romance, that love, right? That romantic love. And I think the problem with that is that your wants change. Your needs don't, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why people were motivated to stay in those like little relationships because you need shelter, you need food, you yep. need money to live, yep. right? Um, and, and then you had kids, right? So then you had to stay with the kids and all of those things. Now, now because again, there's so much independence, you don't have to stay in a relationship. You don't have to deal with people's bullshit. And I think the mm-hmm. more we're trained to not to really deal with problems, and again, too, this is the thing, relationships go in cycles, Desmond, right? When you are in a relationship, it's inevitable that things are going to happen as far as conflicts. Conflicts yep. are going to arise because, again, bro, we have so many social, economic, political, cultural, religious yep. differences. The way that, okay, so like you're from Florida, so they mm-hmm. might do things different, differently in Florida than how they do here in Texas, right? Not by much, but yes. Yeah, right? A little <laughs> bit, right? A little bit. So all of those things play a factor. And what people don't understand about our relationships, they do go in cycles. So, of course, we all know the honeymoon phase, right? Oh, yeah. We all know the conflict phase yep. everyone knows the conflict phase and, and the problem is most relationships stay in that conflict stage they don't ever move up out of there right so the conflicts either increase or they decrease and in most cases they increase we never get to the two important stages that people miss out on is what i call the maintenance stage where you where you essentially resolve your conflicts y'all work through your problems then you know kind of like a callback to to uh batman where like the riddler's like renewal is alive there's the renewal stage right where yeah. you rebuild and you establish this this strong foundation for your relationship right and then y'all can kind of move back to the honeymoon phase and again it for like it goes in cycles the problem is now you have two different problems we stay in relationships too long past its expiration date true then we don't stay in relationships long enough true so there's so there's this balance that we're lacking there Right. Because people have to be honest with themselves. Why do you want to enter a relationship? People are looking as relationships has like an answer for their happiness. If you are looking at a relationship for yeah, a way your, your to make yourself be happy, your happiness is going to wane. That's right. That's right. Terrible. You have to be happy with yourself. So then we have all these divorces and then divorces. Look, like divorce is important because it affects our community. It affects our country. It we affects have to also remember divorce is also a multi-billion dollar business. It so is. It it's is. almost also, incentivized. Also, it's crazy. It's like you get you have to pay to get married, but then you have to really pay on the back end to get divorced. And this is why I don't, I don't, marriage has never been on my to-do list. Um, I, you know, it's, it's really interesting because I always, even as a young kid, I always questioned the benefits and the pros and cons of marriage. And I'm just like, I don't, why, 
why? <laughs> like, I always have the why question. Like, why would I, besides religious beliefs, I mean, I just do not see the incentive. Like, I just, mm-mm. Well, again, too, because, again, it all depends on your motives. Like, see, because another thing, too, people, to me, marriage is really about family, right? Exactly. If you don't want to have a family. <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't want, might, you're right. You're right. I don't not want kids. for so. you, dog. So, yeah, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, it's just like. Yeah. Like Not to be cynical Because again I'm a person who Has Was married And is now divorced Um It's It's so many challenges And then it feels like There's not much Payoff Like you know what I'm saying 100% Like it's like Imagine playing a video game And then The ending is basically The start of the game Like yeah Like you can play this again Like oh wow I got no Like there's no achievements it's, Like it can feel that way now there are many people in happy marriages, but they will tell you it took a lot of work to get here. And I just don't. When I hear people romanticize like their grandparents or their great grandparents' marriages, but, but again, it t- comes back to my point. These people were for they were in a needs based model. Well, also there was a different. It was a different era back then. Like I'm pretty sure our grandfathers or whatever the case is, they were out here. Like Denzel, and yeah, yeah, like Denzel <laughs> up in fences, like dirty Mackin. Denzel and fences, dirty Mackin, bro. Viola Davis stayed right there, snot running down her nose and everything. But you know, a lot of you know, I guess nowadays, you know, people are not putting up with that. So yeah, bro. Because I mean, honestly, too, like, and that's one of the things who I touched on. I'm, I'm the type of person I realize I don't do well with criticism, whether it's whether it's founded or unfounded, but especially if it's unfounded. And in relationships, you like like you deal with a lot of things, right? Yeah. And it's almost like, y'all, y'all, you have to learn how to be in this cooperative with this person. And if y'all are not on the same page, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, like, I, I don't know, saying? man. Like, like I think marriage, as we, I think it's a lot of wishful thinking. I think a lot of people romanticize the idea of marriage. Definitely. It's like the Disney effect. Exactly. Right. Like you, I mean, look like Aladdin, a whole new world. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, I just think, you know, when you really kind of break down the benefits of marriage, that's not tax based. It's just really. Yeah. Another thing too, marriage is mostly an economic partnership. It is. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. That's what people don't get at, at the forefront. And like you know it's funny because i think in the last episode brandon kind of touched on like he's like he hasn't seen too many poor people who were getting married or no was he saying that poor people were, were i think he said poor so? people are less likely to like get less yeah. likely to get married i mean another thing too i think that t- that touches on to practical dating right so for instance and this goes for everybody but i'm really speaking to the ladies when you get in a relationship with somebody it has to be more than i like his swag it has to be more than, hey. oh, Desmond, oh, man, he looks so handsome in that Sega sweatshirt. Oh, saying, man. What up, like, Ma? Right? And it's just like, again, could you imagine if someone elected you for president just based off your style? You're not qualified, bro. You're not qualified. And and it's like, that's the thing that drives oh, me crazy. Like, style. like, when I ask a woman, so what do you see up in this guy? Like, oh, well, I like the way he be wearing his Gavinci or I like the way, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, his ass be showing up out of his jeans. Like, yeah, no, get that brother a belt. Like, it just really drives me crazy that you don't understand that. So, like, something very important. Look, your partner is a very important choice. Okay? It's not like buying a car. You can, al- you can always buy another car. You cannot, like, okay. So, my mother would tell me this. When you pick 
a choice. When you choose an action, you choose a consequence. And what people don't understand in dating is the same way. When you choose a person, even if you say you did not know, because there comes to a point where now you know, right? Oh, I didn't know he had all these kids. But then you knew and you still was messing with him. Yeah. Right? Or, oh, David, she's crazy. But there was a point, like, literally, I've been up in situations where I'm hanging out with my homie and his girl, and she does something crazy, and I'm like, hey, yo, are we safe? And he's like, yeah, bro, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, she grabs a knife all for all the time. She ain't going to stab me this time. I'm oh, like, okay. oh, okay. Oh, hey, hey, I'm out of here. Peace out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then I got to be on 2020 giving the interview. Like, bro, mm-hmm. we have to be smarter about what we are doing Yes This person is attractive Yes your Like your loins are getting all Hot and bothered <laughs> But This is the thing You could end up In an 18 year Situationship With this person Yeah Things yeah. can get real bad from there And then there's no way to escape That's right Like you know what I'm saying And it's like Brothers out there Listen to me brothers Y'all be so scared about child support But guess what You don't be Child support don't be nowhere Up in your mind When you ain't using no condoms 100% And you know It's so surprising Now that I'm single I can say this It's so surprising How many Men And women Because it's not always the guys Who are Anti-contraceptive Like I don't understand it Like There are guys that will champion having raw sex with a stranger that they barely know. Don't, I mean, it's wild to me. It's wild. So, yes, use condoms. If you don't know the person, if you can't see yourself bearing, if you can't see yourself co parenting with this person, don't do it. Don't go. But but I think that's the problem. Look, like you touch up on it too. We look at these relationships with rose colored glasses. We we see red flags, and and that's my third topic red flags. We see red flags and what we do, we overlook them because we love this person. Oh, and, oh, I've been there. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And it's like red flags are not something that you can change. It's something that you're going to be dealing with for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so for me, okay. So when I say a red flag, right, if you don't understand, red flags are things that can typically, typically overstep boundaries. And I mean, they're little warning signs, right? They say, hey, this might not be a good... Okay, so for instance, okay, and I don't do this all for all the time because I ain't this kind of person. But let's say you're walking down Crime Alley and you see three brothers coming your way and they packing some heat. Uh-oh. Red flags right there. One, two. And look, and this ain't Gotham City, so ain't no bad man <laughs> coming and, and, and save you. Right? Now, right. I will not fault nobody for being like, hey, David, I crossed the street to avoid these brothers. Yeah, that that was probably a good idea. In relationships, is the same thing. So, for instance, okay. And, and it always starts off small, Desmond. So, for instance, when you make a date with somebody. Right. And they cancel at the last minute. Ooh. Literally, literally, hey, we meeting up at 8 o'clock. And they I hit you up at 7.53. Red flag, bro. Look, I'm charging it to the game. Out of there. I mean, at least be late. Don't stand a brother up. Be late. <laughs> don't stand me up. Or, for instance, too, this is another thing that brothers don't listen to. When a woman refers to herself as, oh, I'm a crazy bitch. Oh, <sighs> yeah, I done slashed some tires. Uh, I'm Jasmine Sullivan. I, for, I'll bust the windows out your car. Get up out of there because she will bust your shit. Okay? Red flag. Um, Let me see here. When okay, like for instance, when someone gets jealous all for all the damn time, and y'all not even dating like that, you get a phone call. Who is that? Red flag. <laughs> okay, P- please understand. It's not cute. I'm not trying to be. Look, I'm not be curt with you. 
it's you're playing with fire, and and again, when you play with fire, you're gonna get burned. I guess if the topic is red flags, there there's a few. Um, you know, when it when it comes to when it comes to dating, you know, I'm very 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 picky. And uh, you know, I have friends like, oh, you should give so and so a chance. No, no bro. absolutely see, not. And that's see, and that's actually so like what you're doing, that's actually called something. It's called vetting. So what Desmond yeah, doing yeah, is vetting. You gotta go through okay? the process. It, look, 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 it's kinda like when you apply for a job. That's right. Desmond is looking at your resume and being like, duh, 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 duh. okay, hold on, she an Aquarius? No, okay, out. <laughs> okay, well maybe it's not that strange But again, too, he's looking at these things mm. and making looking at the pros and the cons and seeing, hey, this absolutely. Might, it, was this the right person for me? Now, this is for women that I actually would seriously date. Like, if I'm going to, like, invest time and money, I'm – you damn right I'm going to vet you. Yeah. No, you can't – you can't come in my you, – you you cannot come in my sphere, my world with that type of – You I can't, I can't do it. I don't like chaos. I don't like confusion. I don't like – no. No. If you, if you come into my circle, you have to be peaceful. You have to be – you know, you have to be – you know, comfortable with yourself, you have to, you have to know who the fuck you are. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm damn near 30. I'm not dealing with growing pains at this age. Not yeah, doing no, it. bro. Mm-mm. No, not at all. No. So yeah, no, my red flags. No, I, I will vet you. So if you think that you're going to start a relationship with me, uh, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta go through the preliminaries, but, um, it's, I mean, it just, I just look for certain characteristics. That's all. I mean, it's, yeah, really, I look for, I'm making it sound like it's more than what it is. It's just really just characteristics that I know that I would mesh well with, you know, I'm not a hard guy to please. So, you know, as long as you are, you know, in touch with your femininity and you're cool, you're laid back and you're not, you know, too, you're not wild. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. And it's just like, again, too, I think the problem is with red flags. We want to give people the benefit of the doubt because we want people to give us the benefit of the doubt. Right. Um, Self-awareness is is very important because guess what? You probably have some red flags. I have some red flags. I do. Right? We all do because again, life is about change. It's about growing. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. I mean, okay. I've I've had I've I've I some women say based on how I look, that's a red flag. Oh, you, oh, you <laughs> oh, got yeah, muscles, <laughs> right? Oh, you got muscles, beard, and tattoos. Red flag. I'm like, what? Oh, damn! You, you a gorilla pimp? Oh, damn! Right. Oh, I have women straight up just oh, you got holes. I'm like, how you know? No, like, come on. I mean. I mean, no, but how you know? <laughs> so, I mean, okay. And again, too, because everyone has red flags. These are the red flags that I would say these are the most often overlooked red flags. When someone, when you meet somebody and all of their exes are crazy, big red flag, big no, no. Because well, I look at the comment. Yeah. Where they say every patterns, single yeah. person, like, or all of their coworkers are jerks or all of their old friends were into drama. Sometimes, sometimes you have to look at the common denominator. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true, too. That's true. I, I, I got to see what your friends are like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. Um, mm-hmm. If this person has a tendency to talk about other people behind their back, gossiping, um, guess what? They're probably doing the same thing about your ass. I don't um, know if that's so well because I. Uh, well. I mean, that's not always true, but when I'm saying like literally, oh man, let me tell you what Joseph said. Oh yeah, or or like, look at Carrie, like bro, it's like when it's constant because again, yeah, we all gossip. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we gossip here up on the podcast, but I'm saying <laughs> gossip when someone hey, is yo, coming. You saw to that you, nigga over there, y'all saw. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, him? I saw him, bro. Look, look at those tight ass jeans, bro. What's wrong with that, brother? Um, um, when people, oh. This is another one. When someone is always trying to one up you, 
Like let's say oh, like yeah, like yeah. hey bro my car got flooded bro guess what a, for a, a damn tornado formed in my backyard and yeah, took up my whole house bro yeah, like, no, no no it's not a competition it, yeah it's not a competition bro um or like for instance um when people have an unnatural obsession with something whatever it is whatever it is for example um I knew a young lady she was very into uh. Very much into cats, and again, not okay. into, not into go into the whole cat lady thing, but again, too, I love cats too. I have so a she cat. was like a Selena Kyle. Huh? She was like Selena Kyle, but <laughs> okay. to the extreme where um, where literally, if it's not sanitary, oh no, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> red flag, okay, or like oh, or like God. I knew this one girl. She had like twelve dogs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, bro. Um, and again, like, so red flags are gonna be different for everybody. Like, I have a homie. He's like, "Oh, she got tattoos." <laughs> I was like, "Even one?" Nah, he's like, "Yeah." No, nah, because I'm tatted myself. So, I mean, if they're if they're high quality tattoos and they're they you know they they have a meaning behind, them, I don't tattoos. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that. like to me, I, I mean, because some people try to use red flags in a personal way like oh okay things like meaning things that red flags are not things you do not like red flags are literally okay you meet a little okay like little like you meet a dude he that like he's always asking um hey yo can i hide some weed up in your uh bra like you oh, know what I'm saying? Oh, shit no. like that big red flag big red nah, flag. The tattoos that's a bit of a reach though like yeah. I, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of girls who are great women and they have tattoos some shit i don't even i know this one girl who has like a half sleeve so yeah this is cool and like for ladies like when you have us like a brother that you're interested in and he's trying to keep you from hanging out with your friends your family big red flag big ike turner flags right there okay as they like to say controlling you know. controlling yeah um that might verge into abuse i don't know okay um but yeah man so again vet 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 mm-hmm. um and again too have a plan for your like relationship i'm gonna say this again i'm gonna say this again i know we live in this casual drake pnd weekend type of world <laughs> but when you <laughs> fail to plan you're planning on fail. failing Okay, look to me. Okay, if you want to vibe, okay, you can vibe out with somebody, maybe maybe for two three days or something. But if you vibing for six six months, twelve months, fifteen months, that's a relationship. I'm sorry, bro. I don't give you the time. So again, vet, bro, because I don't like. I'm tired of seeing these failed families and these and because failed families make up a community. That's why the communities failed. That's why the societies failed because we do not nip it in the bud. That's right? true. So nothing but facts. So if you're gonna nothing be with somebody, facts. look at who you're with because that because let's be honest, you're probably gonna have a baby. And I mean <laughs> shit. And and I can predict somebody here is listening to this, is making a baby right now, and it's gonna be like, hey, bro. Oh my. Twelve look like twelve months from now, bro. I, bro, I shouldn't listen, bro. Damn, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. I can't wait. I can't wait till we start taking calls one day. Oh, yeah. That's that's gonna be. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but yeah, man. That's it. That's what I got, man. Okay. Well, since Brandon is not here, we'll save his topics for next week. Um, BMM episode four. Make sure you guys tune in. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And we'll see y'all next time. All right. All right. Peace. peace.